0: Of Dependus explaining the podcast. I am Veronica. I almost forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who am
0: I? I am Jen. Hi Jen. Hi Veronica. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you how you're doing because we already talked for like <laughs> half an
1: hour. We
0: do this you every time moments.
1: we do a catch-up before every time. this all starts.
0: hmm Well, I mean, <laughs> It's been a while since we've talked. Yeah, it has. I didn't have been. internet for a really long time, and um, we were moving into our new place, so we were busy. Everyone was busy, okay? We've been busy. We've been doing shit. Yeah. We've been doing lots of shit. Lots of good shit. Yeah, you have. Good, productive shit. Yes. But here we are. We're in our final location. No more packing my luggage. <laughs> I'm still living out of a suitcase, because... My clothes doesn't fit in the dresser. Kyle took the entire dresser for himself. The one dresser they gave us. Wow. He took it. So I got a little drawer at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I get the very <laughs> bottom drawer. Why did they do that? Like, great. Why? But Why? no, he gave me the whole night. No, he gave, he gave me the whole nightstand, too. Well, he's taller, so. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm the one that puts away the laundry anyway. <laughs> Dave used, like, a whole drawer in our
1: loner dresser for like two shirts and I was like really um can I have this drawer for my workout clothes that I have in here that I'm shoving into like one drawer of all my other stuff and said you have two shirts that's it two Mm -hmm. give me room (laughs) yeah
0: yeah Kyle has like his top drawer has like his underwear and socks got it and then it has it has five drawers what does he have in them? What else? You one know, you for your socks and your chonies. Yeah. One for shirts, one for pants. Where is the fourth one going? What is he putting in there? Because his uniforms are in the closet. Yeah. And I, in one drawer, have my workout clothes and my regular shirts, whatever I have, shirts, tops that I wear. Mm-hmm. And then, well, my nightstand has, like, my underwear and my pajamas. Uh, I don't know what he has. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he sticks all this stuff, where he grabbed all this stuff from. I don't know. They find ways to fill those drawers up, Who though. knows what he has. <laughs> yeah. This morning, he was like, I can't find my belt. I can't find my belt. I was, like, I was drinking my coffee. I was like, is this, is this him telling me, like, get up and help me find my belt? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, last time I thought you were doing laundry, so I don't know. And then I opened his drawer, and I found a belt. That was the color of his uniform. I was like, here it is. And he came in the room. He's like, I found it. I had stuffed it in my boot. And I was like, this isn't your belt? And he's like, no, that's the belt I wear with my pants. And I was like, I wouldn't have known. I was like, it looks exactly like what you would wear (laughs) with your uniform. (laughs) So, sorry. I was like, I wasn't much help.
1: (laughs) Oops. Yeah. I'm tired. You know, that Monday back from spring break is just the hardest one to get through. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. It's mm-hmm. its been a struggle all day at the I I think Everyone was on the struggle bus, though. Everyone was just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm so tired today. And I'm like, I oh, know. And yeah. bummer, it, the air conditioning went out in the school for pretty much the whole day.
0: <gasps> no. Yeah, the
1: whole day, there was no oh, air conditioning, hell. and the floors were so wet and slippery. It was, slippery, yeah, yeah, it was terrifying. So, yeah, it was, it was rough. I mean, they couldn't even, thank you to the janitorial staff. They were just taking their mops and like, you know, going back and forth throughout the entire, you know, school, just trying to get some of that water up and, but it just kept coming back and coming back. And finally, at the end of the day, they finally got the air conditioning on, but man, it was hot. It was hot in there.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. I mean, it's a school, so you have a bunch of windows and letting in all that sunshine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was not fun. It was, oh, was It was not fun at all.
0: Yeah. I saw the lovely pictures of your kids at the beach on their paddleboard.
1: Yes. So, yeah, we went down to the beach over one of the days during spring break, and a co-worker of Dave's and their family went down, and they had two blow-up paddleboards. And so they're like, yeah, they they're like, go ahead, go let them go on it and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, you guys go out. Um, I'll watch you because I'm not about that life yet. I'm not ready to paddle. <laughs> no, you don't want to try the paddle boarders? I do. I just don't want to <gasps> oh, man. do I'm... it around a bunch of people that I know. <laughs> not yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it can't be that hard because I watch people do it from my house all the time. Watching yeah, right. the paddle boarders and the surfers. It can't be that hard to paddleboard. It, I mean, there's kids doing the kids.
1: The kids it. did it. Yeah, it's it's not hard. I'm just I would be that one person that I would get on it, and because you can stand up or you can sit or you can go on your knees, you know. I no matter what I would be doing, I would
0: yeah. probably fall
1: off. That would be that would be me. So <laughs> I wasn't ready to showcase that uh, yet.
0: It, <laughs> you can do it. You can do it, Jen. I see people out there with their dogs and the dogs belly. The dogs are paddleboarding I know what you can do I it now.
1: I'll try. I will. I'll get
0: there one yeah, day. The dogs are paddleboarding. Yeah. It's cute when they're out there with their humans and they're paddling and they're just like, Look at me live my best life on this paddleboard. I don't have to do any of the work. I just get to sit on here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Living their best life, that's
0: what they're doing. Fun times. I think we want to get a blow-up paddleboard, too. You should. Kyle bought a car. <gasps> he bought a car, and the car came with the kayak. Oh! Like the guy's like, I'm going to throw him this kayak. Yeah, it's a fishing kayak, so my son has been asking. He's like, can we go on the kayak? Can we go on the kayak? And we were going to take him out yesterday, but we went out for um, for brunch with some friends. And so I was like, okay, we'll have to wait till Saturday now. Daddy doesn't work on Saturday, I don't think. And that way... The tide will be high in the morning and they can go on the kayak. It was like how fun. That's
1: awesome. A car and a kayak yeah. all in one transaction? Get out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it was a. he was like an an officer in the Marines and he was like getting ready to leave and he was trying to sell his car. Yeah. And he's like, I'll throw in the kayak uh. too. And Kyle was like, okay, <laughs> so
1: yeah. let's go. Yeah, who's going to say, no, please yeah. do not give me your kayak
0: as well. Like, I'm sure I reflected in the price of the car. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good deal, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a good deal for the car. It's in good condition and it's nice. It's cute, little little car for Kyle. Nice. And it has a rack. Yeah. so he put his kayak on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have my, um, I, I got a minivan, and it's sweet, and I love it, but you're jealous and I have it. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, it's a Japanese minivan?
0: Um, Yeah, it's it's a Japanese minivan. Everything's in Japanese. <laughs> I don't understand the sat-nav on it, because it's like, uh, oh, hi, I'm like, oh, I don't know what she's saying. Konichiwa, blah, 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 blah. Whatever, whatever time I get in the car, and it just talks to me, and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying can use you anyways (laughs) so yeah she just talks to you (laughs) all the time so I have like Google everything is in Japanese obviously because I'm (laughs) we're in Japan but like the remote control to the air conditioner I was like how does this work so I have the Google Translate on my phone right with the camera option and it'll be like I just want the fan on I don't need the air conditioner and it's just this blower (laughs) it's this blower on the button it translates (laughs) to blower yeah um, so some of the stuff that translates is really, really funny, but for the most part, I'm getting along. It's fine. Everyone is very nice. They, their understanding of my stupidity and how I don't speak the language. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's been great. It's been great. That's good. That's good. Uh, it's good that you're settling
1: yeah. in really well and everything too, after all the craziness you guys have had to go through just to get there.
0: Good. Good Lord. Good Lord Jen. Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No more please. No more. no more. We hadn't recorded since since we were in Rom, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You were yeah, we you okay. we were in Rom still and that's our last time we recorded. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. That's a, a while I ago. I
0: can't had I had had we already had the that COVID test? The third one?
1: Um third and final. <sighs> I don't even know. I don't think so. I, don't know. I think you were going to get one. I think you had. I think you had told yeah. us that you were going to get. You had to get another one.
0: We went and got a third one, and they swabbed both both nostrils. Like our sponsor took us to the clinic, they swabbed us both nostrils. Like I'm pretty sure the guy swabbed my son or my daughter with the same swab that he swabbed my daughter or my son with. Yeah. Like, he used – I'm pretty sure he used the same one because there was, like, a mix-up with the vials. And I said, that's my – I took my daughter up to get hers. And I said, that's my son's name. And he's like, oh. And uh, I'm pretty sure they got swabbed with the same one. Oh, good. So, who knows? (laughs) I mean, we were – we had not come in contact with any human being in weeks, so we don't have anything. We I haven't even had – I haven't even had a cold in the past year. Right. That's how. That's how little exposure I've I've had to other humans. Right. It's
1: kind of been. I mean, yeah. it's kind of been nice. I <laughs> will say it's been nice not getting yeah, sick. Yeah, it's
0: fine. I'll I'll accept it. You know, the, when the kids went back to school in England. They they would always come home sick, like within the first month. Yeah, <laughs> have to pick one up sick. Oh yeah. Or they would come home sick. You know, they'd come home with a nasty cold. Not once did the school call me. Not once did I have to clean a sniffling nose. I was like, wow, really? We're eradicating the cold too? All right, good. I guess. Yeah. Right. Maybe. That'd yeah. Be great. <laughs> just it would be it would be great. Yeah. Yeah. The common cold. Not so common anymore, Turned turns out. No, no. Far and few between. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jen. Go ahead, Jen. Mm-hmm. You tell me your story. I'm excited to hear your story. But first, let's tell our listeners where they can reach us. Because it's been a while since we've talked. Yeah. And I forget where I'm at, and then I just start <laughs> blabbing. <laughs> but, uh, but I remember that. So for our listeners, you can reach us at dependentsplaining at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, uh, and or Twitter. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. Please rate us on Apple Podcast or subscribe wherever you're listening to us on any of your listening platforms. And yeah, we want to hear everything. We want to hear where you're at, your life story, anything military-related.
1: Yeah, or your life, you know, your life in general. Just Just reach out to us. We'll listen. We're here for you, obviously. Mm-hmm. This is like our therapy, so the we could help you in our free unqualified therapy session.
0: <laughs> yes. We're not qualified no. to do anything. No. but we'll try anything. Yes, we will.
1: <laughs> it's what we do. Duh. But yeah, for yeah. sure. Get at us at a rate. It just does wonders. You have no idea. It's the easiest thing you can do. Just hit that five stars, and it just helps us to you know, I'm waving my arms around trying to think of the word. So yes. that's what it does. Just does great things.
0: <laughs> yes. And it helps boost our morale. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it gives us more exposure for other, for other people to listen to yes. us. And that's what we want. We want to get out there in your earballs, be right up in your earballs telling you how to live your best military life. after we tell you some gruesome military related true crime story (laughs) yeah because that's how sick we are Yeah, Mm -hmm. we are sick sick and twisted but
1: (laughs) also give you good stuff too at the same time we (laughs) are twisted
0: yes entertaining stuff just to bring it home real good so you don't go to bed like what did I just listen to exactly it's like don't worry I will fix it yeah I will tell you something better
1: We bring you way down, down into the okay. depths of sadness and torture and all these terrible things. And then it's like, and and then it ends.
0: And then one of us comes back on and it's like, okay, time to bring it back up. Ready? Here we go. Time to bring it back up. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you something informative. Yeah. Listen to this now. <laughs> Remember what you just heard? Forget about that. Listen to this part. and And then everybody's happy exactly everybody involved is happy everybody's happy
1: all around here we are but here we are are. we're gonna start (laughs) with the murder are you ready murder
0: Woo! all right for your story
1: not for the murder Uh, yeah okay i'm always ready all right um i mean you all know you listen to true crime all the time i'm sure here we are just no listener discretion is advised. I, now I can't remember if I get into a lot of gruesome details, but the story is pretty wild. Short and wild. So here we go. Okay. On the night of September 30th, 2008, Army Sergeant Christina Smith and her husband, Sergeant Richard Smith, went for a walk around their neighborhood. Nothing could have prepared Christina for what was about to happen next. While on their walk... 29-year-old Christina Smith was stabbed four times, one hitting her artery in her neck. Neighbors heard screams, and Richard went knocking on doors, pleading for help as his wife lay bleeding in the street. Christina was rushed to the hospital, but unfortunately died of her injuries on the way there. So, Christina Smith joined the Army in September of 2005, and her husband, Richard, were stationed at Fort Bragg in North Carolina. Both of them worked in the 4th Psychological Operations Group, while Christina was a graphic artist and Richard was an electronic maintenance technician. Obviously, they're stationed. I mean, they got married and they got stationed together. That's where they were uh, in North Carolina when the stabbing occurred. Now, switching roles, in comes 18-year-old Matthew uh Kavapol I think that's how you pronounce it I apologize if it's not right but that's my best guess Private First Class Kavapol joined the army in 2007 2007 remember now this murder occurred in mm-hmm. 2008 so yeah here we are He also was stationed at Fort, Fort Bragg in the 4th Psychological Operations Group and was also a graphic artist just like Christina Private First Class Kvapel was easily manipulated, and he looked to Sergeant Richard Smith as someone he could trust, which was not a good idea. On October 3rd, 2008, both Sergeant Richard Smith, who was 26, and Private First Class Kvapel, who we know is only 18, um, were charged with the first-degree murder of Christina. So this, you know, like, we'll go back. The, the murder occurred in, on September 30th. They now, what is it? Uh-huh. Three days later? Three days later, both of them are now charged with murder. So during those first few days after Christina's murder, investigators interviewed both Kvapel and Richard. Kvapel claims that Richard had asked him to murder his wife. Like, just straight up asked him, okay, can you kill my wife? Cavafel also claims that Richard told him that he's done this before. And in Richard's interview, he tells investigators that he talked about having his wife killed, but it was only in fun. He had done it before?
0: Like, he had hired someone to kill? Well,
1: like, he had... yeah, that's the thing, is he... Richard talks a big game, but obviously nothing of what he actually says is true. So he, Richard tells mm-hmm. this baby, you know, private first class soldier, brand new to the army, yeah, you know, very, old. very manipulated. He just tells this kid, like, oh, yeah, it's okay. I've, you know, I've done this before. I've, I've done hire for murder before. I've, you know, I've asked other people to do stuff like this for me Like before. it's no big
0: deal. Yeah. Yeah, to and the you same know, this kid, did, kid
1: Yeah. Exactly. He doesn't know any better and so he just believes whatever's being said because it's like, "Oh, he's a grown-up and he knows what he's doing." And mm-hmm. so, yeah. And then Richard openly admits like, "Yeah, in in a group setting with other people, I have asked other people openly if they'll kill my wife, but I was only joking." It's like, "What? How do you... why what, who jokes yeah. like that? Nobody jokes like that. That's no. So during a second interview with Cavapo, he tells investigators that Richard had asked him multiple times to kill his wife. so not just one time he has asked he asked him multiple times to do this and then finally, what got him to go through with it was Richard offered him thirty thousand dollars. So now we're in straight murder for hire. Wait, how much? $30,000. Oh. Yeah, so now we are in straight murder for hire. There it is. So just a few days after Christina's murder, police find um, a few key pieces. They find a knife that they believe was used in the stabbing, and then clothes that they believe uh, were the ones that Kavapa wore uh, when he stabbed uh, Christina, that night, they, uh, what was it, they found them um, out in this, there was like some sort of like, la- like lake or stream, you know, I'm not saying it's like this huge body of water, but some sort of form of running water area that was near where the okay. apartments were that where the Smiths had lived. And so that's where they found, they found a knife in the water and then they found clothes just nearby in some like bushes. So. I told you, this is quite short. We're going to jump ahead now to 2012, which is, what, okay. four years later? Yeah. So four years later since yeah. the murder. Now, former Ar- Army soldiers Gavapo and Richard Smith, they have pled guilty to first-degree murder and were sentenced to life in prison. According to court documents, Smith picked Kvappel up the evening of September 30th, 2008, gave him the knife, and dropped him off at the hiding spot near the Smith's apartments. So Smith then goes home. He talks to his wife, Christina, into going on a walk. Like, you know, just normal. It's the evening. It's probably nice out. September. So he talks her into going on a walk. And as soon as they pass by some bushes, Kavapo comes up behind Christina, stabs her in the back two times, once in the neck, as we know, hitting the artery, and then once in her arm. He then flees, discarding his clothes and the knife. That was the whole deal. They finally got to what actually happened that night. So there was a wrongful death lawsuit related to Christina's murder. So a judge ordered Richard Smith and Matthew Kavopel to pay $20 million to Christina Smith's estate. Richard Smith's parents, David and Bobby Smith, of that lived in Denton, Texas, were ordered to pay $275,000 because of their involvement in handling the couple's money and possessions after the murder. So there's not a lot of detail on that whole thing, but just... The
0: parents? Yeah,
1: so his, Richard's parents, uh, ha- were had to handle the all the money and possessions after Christina's murder. Because, you know, I mean, Richard got charged with first-grade murder right away, you know, just a few days right, right, after. Right. So somebody had right. to take part in all that. So, but was it,
0: like, a mishandling, or...? So
1: Sorry, that's what it kind of sounds like, that they didn't... Like, they didn't... They probably took it all for themselves is what it sounds like. And they didn't, like, share responsibility with her family as well, you know. That's what it sounds like. There's not a whole lot of details. Right, right. But Smith's parents uh, moved away from Denton, Texas and have not been heard of since being found liable in that lawsuit. So they neither have come to terms with any of that or paid off their... Two hundred seventy-five thousand
0: uh-huh. dollars. Did I wonder if they came across something valuable in their belongings, or were they like in charge of like their entire estate?
1: I think like I'm saying like did they take their entire estate? I that's what I'm guessing. That's that's just kind of what it sounds like. They just took over all the stuff. They didn't like, ha- you know, share. You know, any responsibilities with her family as well. You know, it was all his family. Right. Yeah. And so, and since mm-hmm. being smacked, you know, with this lawsuit, they pretty much packed up, moved, and have not settled their debts. Very shady. It sounds super shady. Yeah. Christina's death was... So this is also, this kind of ties in some with a few other things that have happened, um around Fort Bragg around that time. So Christina's death was the last of three military-related homicides in the Fayetteville-Fort Bragg community um, that summer that received national attention. And all three of those incidents were domestic violence. So Smith's um, death follows the slayings of uh, Megan... Tuma, I apologize if that's not right. Who was 23 and second lieutenant Holly mm-hmm. uh oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Wimuk Wimuk something like that. So, who was um 24. And then it also comes less than a year after Marine Corps Corporal Maria Lauterbach stationed in North Carolina's Cavalry Legion who was found dead. Did
0: we cover that one?
1: We did. We did, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all four of those cases, authorities have charged a fellow sol- soldier or Marine involved in a relationship with the victim with murder. Just kind of crazy how all of those, <sighs> it's so weird, all all three of those were just so, I mean, they're not like related, but they are all are somewhat kind of, I mean, they're not connected, but they're kind of connected you know what i mean like just how all of those happen around the same time and they're all the similarities yeah yeah domestic violence it's just so crazy so like i said kind of short story thankfully christina's you know death she had justice for her murder both of them went down for what they did i mean i i I tried to find more detail on how they were able to really like nail down that it was, they were, that they were able to catch them like within three days. Like I didn't, I did not see how they were able to do that, but I'm just glad that they did.
0: They were able to. <laughs> Probably because there was an 18 year old involved and who knows who he talked to. Exactly. And yeah. also like the parents, his parents, it's like, you know, they, they're just gone and they, Took their belongings and everything that belonged to the couple. It's like, what does the what does her family get?
1: Right. Well, yeah, it's it's just so sad. Terrible. So that concludes my story out of the murder for hire of Sergeant Christina Smith.
0: Oh, terrible! Yeah, terrible, terrible. Very, very sad. That everyone everyone involved. That's awful.
1: Yes, it's just it's so sad. I mean, like poor, like. I don't mean to feel bad for a murderer, but also like, you know, the 18 year old, he was just so young and just didn't know, you know. Yes.
0: And and also that this was coming from, you know, someone with seniority and he's like, well, yeah, he's a higher up. I have to listen to him. He probably felt like that. Yeah. And if he was like reassuring, yeah. he was like, oh, I've done this before. Done this before, yeah. and it's like, okay, well, he's probably getting away with it. I mean, brainwashing probably is what it took, exactly. No, exactly. He just,
1: you know, he took advantage of this um, young, impressionable new soldier and just ran with it. But my biggest thing, too, is this, this guy, like, why, why, why did you want to kill your wife? Why, yeah, melt a mill. What happened? there? I didn't read anything on like real motive of why he wanted her dead, or they didn't sound mm-hmm. like there was any sort of like infidelity. It didn't. There was no other mention of another woman, or if she had stepped out, it there was nothing. So you know, it was just like
0: what, yeah, what led to it? It's crazy. Yeah, the reasoning behind it. What what caused this? And oh man, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: All right. Wow. Well,
0: that's all I got.
1: So here I am, bringing you down, and Veronica's here gonna, to bring you all back up. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you up. Hopefully, I don't bore you, but I'm gonna try to bring you up. I'll try to make it fun. Um. So the other day, Kyle went to alterations to get his name tag sewed on because, for air force now has changed their uniforms to ocps which all the patches are removable which i feel like they're late in the game because all the other uniforms have been like that especially army army has been they've had the velcro patches anyways right? so he hates it because he has to remove the patches every time he washes them so he's like i'm gonna go have my yes. patches sewn on at least like the air force one and my name because that's not going to change right so he went in there and he picked out his name, the name tape, and he's like, this looks lighter than my uniform. And the lady's like, oh, yes, they just changed it. And uh, she was trying to reassure him that it, it had just changed, that it was fine, the lighter color. And he just was not, was not very confident about it. Anyways, he was complaining, he was like worried that the name tape was too light for his uniform. And the lady was trying to reassure him. He's like, no, this just changed. Um, sometime in like March, blah, blah, blah. And he had to like look it up on the AFI and he was like, how is that possible? It's like, and then he's like, your uniform has like, it's like a seven color multicolor. The tape only has three multicolors and he's like okay still wasn't comfortable and he had to look it up and anyways that's how it was and it's like why do they keep changing the uniforms why is why is there a need to keep changing the uniforms like why couldn't they just keep it the way they were from the very beginning of time right <laughs> so maybe you want to look up uniforms uniforms throughout the history of the US, of the US military so that's what we're gonna talk about today. Um, I got most of my information on Ranker and Wikipedia and um, military military.com. So let's start off with why why are military uniforms, right? So before the American Revolution, when like the colonials were like, Fuck you, King George, we're not paying taxes on your stupid teeth. Watch <laughs> me dump it in the harbor. Take that! <laughs> <laughs> the, the American the American military <laughs> did not have, they didn't have, like, standard uniforms. They just show up, you know, in their, what they had back then, in their long <laughs> nightgowns. <laughs> the men in <and> their long <laughs> nightgowns. Yeah. Anyways, so they, the war called for, like, a uniform kit, you know, to distinguish the red coats from everybody else. They all needed to be all matchy-matchy so they could tell the Brits from... The colonials. Um, And the kit consisted of a knee-length navy blue coat with red facings. So it had uh, a big splash of red on the front, basically. Um, And then white or off-white pants. White pants are not a good... They're they're never a good choice. I'm sorry. No. They're never a good choice for anybody. if If you're a female, you only have a short window to wear those white pants. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: yeah. A very short window. I wore white pants
0: yesterday. <laughs>
1: it's not a good idea. But like if you're going if you're wearing Especially it, when you're off to war. Exactly. You're going to war and you're gonna be outside in the mud and walking everywhere. Why would you wear white pants? Right in the stand out. <laughs>
0: No, they didn't have, you know, shout, spray, and wash back right? then. Right? They didn't have tight pins. That's a lot no. of tight pins. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, can you imagine riding their horses and be all stained from the sweaty horse? Anyways. <sighs> so, yeah, white pants, or off-white. Uh, a linen or cotton pullover shirt, and then a waistcoat, which we all know is a vest, don't we? Of cotton and linen or even wool. And I guess it depended on the fabric depending on the time of year um that you were in this war. So, uh, civilian and civilian and hunting clothes were also used due to like shortages of like the fabrics and stuff. And then a tricorned hat um yeah, so the hat was like that pirate looking yeah. Shit. It's like what does that do? <laughs> Why do you have three points on your hat? What does it do? Does it serve a purpose? Does it's it super you? it's super intimidating? It's super intimidating. It's like pointing the front, yeah. pointing on the sides. Yeah. You can hang stuff from it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and they also and so in the kit they also receive like items to help them carry their weapons and like their ammo. So like a sling for their gun. And then <laughs> a, it was called a sling, yeah. Oh, we'll wait for this one—a belly, a belly box for their uh, ammo or gunpowder, if you will. Wow, uh, a, a belly, a belly box—the original fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a belly oh. box, you idiot. Yeah, it's not a purse; it's a satchel. It's one of those situations. It's a purse. Um, so it's a purse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a purse. It will always be a purse. Um, so it changed again the uniform in like the early eighteen hundreds because I believe that like the original uniform had too much red and it was too similar to the British uniform, which consisted of red coats um for the British. Uh, Military, which was funny because um, after a while, the British military with their red coats, if they were out in the sun a lot, it would fade and it would turn pink. (laughs) Oh. The coats. Or if they, yeah, or if it rained on them, uh, they would turn purple. Oh. Um, Which was a fun fact that I read. Um, Interesting. So yeah. So th- then they so then they decided to not use as much red. So um, they they still use red. So it was a blue and red coat, uh, a wool felt shako, which is a hat that looks like a bucket on your head. Um, <laughs> a white again white fucking white cotton trousers. It's Like can we not do the white trousers? Let's make them brown. Let's make them brown. So they they. Um, they blend in with the dirt, yeah. that is for sure. Yeah, they get, match um, the dirt.
1: The dirt that you're going to get all over them.
0: Yeah. The dirt oh, and shit. Yeah. But then but then in the winter, they got uh, gray wool trousers. So they got oh. gray ones, wool ones, so they would stay warm. And then they got like a button, like a canvas button up. Um, they're called batterdash Gators. They're those shoes that you see on like gangsters where it has like the like the piece of cloth that buttons to the top of your shoe oh you know what i mean yeah, yeah 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 it's like a that would it would cover what would be like the shoelaces part it's just the piece of fabric going over that so that's what that was and then uh, they would also get like low quarter lace-up shoes and then or shoes and lace-up boots that you could bring from home or purchased you know, for those days in the eighteen hundreds when you had money to buy extra shoes, apparently.
1: <laughs> yes, all all um, this excess money they have uh, for uh, things, accessories. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> and for all your accessories, they did get accessories. Um, and so they got a blue a blue wool coat for winter. All these fucking layers. I'm exhausted just think about this. Um, leather shako for fancy, which is another, another hat, another bucket looking hat. But it was fancier because it was leather. And then oh. a cotton or linen shirt. Yeah. A leatherette knapsack. So a backpack. Um, a wooden or metal canteen with cork and um, linen or like a leather sling for it. And then another cartridge box for their ammo or gunpowder or dynamite I don't know what they used <laughs> their candy their belly box <laughs> belly box yeah <laughs> so and then then later on as the war progressed uh, the, the war of 1812 progressed they realized that resources were low for the current uniform so they changed it again um, by instead doing um, a waist length gray coat because it was shorter less material and it's gray. You don't have to put as much color into it. Mm-hmm. So it would make it a little bit easier. So, and th- But they did have, in addition, they still had like a dark blue coat. Um, you had to bring your, your own shirt, your own privately purchased shirt. White cotton trousers, again, for fuck's sake. Um, and then they had <laughs> sky blue or dark gray trousers. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, some lace-up boots and um, low quarter shoes. So then... Equipment seems to like not have changed significantly in this period, so it kind of all stayed the same. And then again, in the 1920s, it all changes during the Seminole War because you know they were now fighting their own people that they invaded. Um, so <laughs> the ideal standard infantry uniform was meant to be um, as follows: a pinwheel forage cap, navy blue. It looks like a. It looks like a shark's mouth from the side like if you were to look for it look at it from the side it looks like a shark's mouth was open on top of their head (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah and then another and then another hat that was like made of leather that looked like the original bucket one but it looked like the bucket was smashed down oh okay and then yeah and then they got like a sky blue shell jacket with trim, making it fancy with the trim. And then some uh, foot trousers, which are pants for your shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, They're, they are. It's like, it's, it has like a, what do you call it? Those things that go under your foot. What are they called? What are they called, Jen? You know, you know like leggings sometimes have them? Stirrups? Oh, Stirrups. Ye- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. It was stirrups for the shoe, and then on the outside it would look like like a sock or I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, interesting. Again with the layers. Uh, So many layers. So many buttons. So many lace up stuff. Yeah. And then so what else did they have? They and then they got you know their their sling for their rifle, their musket, or their bayonet, or I don't know whatever. They they carried their yeah. Whatever they used <laughs> at that time. <laughs> I don't know. Bayonet? Bayonets? Muskets? Sure. <laughs> um so then they did and you know, back with the leather sling. And then oh and then they got a a blanket that they um was worn as blanket roll across the body. So now they have a blanket. We're moving up. And then during during the war with Mexico, the uniform didn't change too much other than the hats getting a bit smaller and adding more accessories like a tin drinking mug. Now they got that. Oh, wow. <laughs> they fancy. Yeah. Now, so it did change throughout the years, you know, for everybody. And, of course, you now have – we're going into World War One. We had already started the transition into more practical – less fucking buttons. And khaki <laughs> is now the color of choice, right? Oh, thank God. So it's a little bit more useful, a little bit more breathable. Yeah. <laughs> so this they, you were this consisted of like the service tunic, which is what we see now with the longer coats and they were they used with like a, a belt. They're, it was used with like a cotton belt. And this was um uh, when I say world like world world war 1 is where we skip to. And then they had a hat that had, like, five rows of stitching on the brim. And the on the, the crown was pointed with four corners to keep rain from collecting on it. <laughs> so okay. they had an umbrella on their head. Yes, they did. Wow. That's how I pictured it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then their leather service shoes, again, with the canvas gaiters, you know, because you want to make their shoes fancy. And a knapsack. Um And then they got a belt with, like, lift the dot snaps. That's what they're called. They also were issued shelter, half a tent, half a tent with a tent pole, pegs and rope. Oh, okay. And then another cylindrical canteen uh, with a drinking cup and a canvas carrier for it. And they got a first aid pouch as well and a poncho to keep the rain away. So now I'm going to go ahead and skip... I mean, we, we see the transition after that into the gray, or I'm sorry, the green color that we saw, you know, in, like during Vietnam and all that. Very simple uniform, more practical um, to move around in, not as fancy. They want to blend into the environment, which is, you know, now is what they tend to do. So, um, let's see. So during like World War II in the European and Pacific theater, it didn't change much either other than the hat was now like a helmet. And now the Air Force, Air Force had BDUs. This was in the 90s. Air Force had BDUs or also known as battle dress uniform that were larger splotches of like dark shades of green in the 90s. Then um, they remained like that up until like the early two thousands when the Air Force made a change to the ABU or the Airman Battle Uniform. Yeah. That were they were like a duller gray green in smaller like a tiger like pattern, tiger stripe like pattern, and the rank was worn um, on the sleeves at the time. So now we see the Air Force wearing the OCPs. Or operational camouflage pattern that has seven shades of ugly green brown, uh, <laughs> shorter boxy coats, and a rank, <laughs> and the rank is worn in a microscopic patch on the front. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can't tell. And then, and then because everyone was complaining that you couldn't see the rank, you couldn't see the name, you couldn't see the service, it was all too blendy because of the name tapes. That's why they went lighter on oh. the color. Okay. And which was, Kyle was like, what's happening? But we got it all sorted. He's fine. He'll survive. <laughs> yeah. Just gave him a gave him back rub and some more milk, and he calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> um, where am I? Okay. So the Army has consistently changed camouflage patterns since 1991. In 2004, the Army introduced the Army Combat Uniform, or the ACU, which was modeled after the Marines' digital pattern uniform, the full ACU includes uh, moisture wicking socks and t shirt, coat pants, combat boots, and a patrol cap. The rank is also worn on, or was worn on the chest. It still continues to be, but I'm talking about this particular uniform that was in very similar to the Air Force's um, ABUs. Okay. But their, their pattern was more digital looking, but it was yeah, the yeah. same shades, basically. I feel like they're always following. The army.
1: Yes, this this is what I think too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and now since uh, 2015, the army has been in OCPs or the operational camouflage pattern. Now, marines have kept their uniform pretty consistent since the early 2000s with the Marine Corps uh, Combat Utility Uniform. It's a mouthful or MCCUU. <laughs> uh, It's intended for wear in the field uh, field or for working parties, but it's rendered, um, but has become a typical working uniform for all deployed and most uh, garrison marines and sailors. It is rendered MARPAT digital camouflage that breaks up the wearer's shape and also serves to distinguish marine uniforms from those of other services. Uh, Previously, Marines wore the same utility uniform as the Army. So, again, with, like, the BDUs, that's what they wore. I feel like all the military wore the same BDU or battle dress uh, uniform with those, like, um, larger, multicolored green pattern. They now currently wear that one. And the ones I've seen are in shades of green but they do have it in like the lighter colors. Um, so the Navy also wore, first of all, the Navy has so many uniforms. Can we just all agree that they have so many uniforms? <laughs> I, I didn't realize that Dave was the one who actually brought
1: that to my attention that he's like, yeah, Navy has just like seven, eight, 10 uniforms that they all have to wear. And he was like naming yeah. off. He's like, they have like the summer one. They have this one. They have one for this type of thing. And then they have one for this. And I'm like, they have a sand color, and then they have whites and yeah, white yeah. for summer, or white. And you know, I'm like, what? Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> really. When I, why when so I many? Thought of the Navy. I always pictured them in that Popeye costume, <laughs> you know, with the bell bottoms. Yes. And, the, and the yes. The oh yeah. Scarf or whatever. But there's more to it. Yep. There's so many more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, but they also wore the woodland pattern in the in the 90s. I'm just talking about the regular. Uniforms that they were to work on the daily. Um, They also wore the BDUs Um, until like the early 2000s, I think it was like 2006, 2007, something like that. They switched to the digital blue pattern, which was super controversial because it was blue and they work on ships and they're like, well, I would help them blend in on the ship. Yeah, but also, what if they fell overboard? how are you going to see them they if you look like the ocean yeah so camouflage. that was a concern <laughs> it was very camouflage. yeah um but then in, in uh, as recent as 2019 it was announced that they would adapt the navy working uniform or the nwu um, type 3 which is the digital pattern in shades of green very similar to what the marines are wearing currently but in a different shade, more yellowy, I think, in my opinion, if you ask me, but nobody did. So I'm giving it to you anyways. Um, like I said, I think they all wore that <laughs> the BDU pattern, or, you know, sometime or other. And now they're all trying to kind of go towards the same uniform because it's the military and they should all be in the same Zs maybe. But, I mean, they still want something to yeah. distinguish them from the branches. But I will tell you yeah. this, and I think you will agree, Jen, being that your dad was in the Marines, correct? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. The blue-white dress uniform that the Marines wear is probably the most gorgeous uniform, which is it's a formal one, right? But it is the most gorgeous uniform in America Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yes. It's... It is the best dress
1: uniform, uniform period. Like, if they could just wear yes. those all the time, like, oh, wow. It's gorgeous. They're, be- they're beautiful. Yeah, it's, Like, there's no other way beautiful. to describe it.
0: It's just beautiful. They look so regal and so, I don't know, so, like, polished. Yeah. You know, not like the Air Force. It looks like they're going to an interview at a corporate office and they're stupid blue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dress blues <laughs> did you see that how somebody photoshopped a picture of uh I, I think it was like three people walking in their dress blues and they just photoshopped all like you know the medals and and rank and everything off of it and, and it, it literally like looks a like a corporate uniform
0: it's a boring suit yes yeah. you can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you have the army the army ones they're uh, the green one the green uniform what is it they're dress greens i'm not, I'm sorry i don't know if that's what it's called they're very pretty but they look like bus drivers they look like a bus driver yeah yeah and and then yeah. um and then the navy just has way too much to choose from i'm sorry i'm sorry Can't i am sorry can not choose if do. i had to maybe the white one maybe Wh- like the where one. are you supposed to wear all those yeah where are you going with all those suits where do you keep that where do you keep all those? Yeah, yeah, I barely have enough room for you my. You're gonna want dry cleaned too, uniform. like I know. <laughs> and, all, and altered, <laughs> like um, like altered. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I wanted to say.
1: Fascinating to hear about how it's all like evolved from the start until like now. Yeah. From their white pants. Their white pants.
0: Whose stupid idea was that? <laughs> White pants. Oh, I have a great idea. Let's wear white pants and going out to war in the mud. Yeah. Riding horses. Eating with our hands because probably have no utensils out in the field. <laughs> Not yet. Not until we got our, our metal cups. Yeah, our tin cups to scoop up water from the river <laughs> or pour it out of your canteen that you got uh, later on. <laughs> your little canteen mm. that holds like three cups of water. <laughs> yep. That's so funny. Yeah, so that's all oh, I had. Man.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. If you guys have anything to add to my uniform stories, go for it. Let me know. Email us at dependenceblading at com, Or let us know on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or just call Jen directly. Yeah. Her phone there number you will go. be posted you could do that too. in the comments of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> do that yeah and I can't her. wait for all your phone calls
1: <laughs> that'd be great that'd yeah. be great you know one uniform that's still funny is the the PT gear the PT gear my goodness
0: Air Force Ugh. Air Force has it worse horrible I, I think it's <laughs> the loudest horrible uniform in the world yeah <laughs> yes the Army's is nice they have their nice comfortable like cotton shorts cotton shirt just plain Says army on it. Um, yep. I'm not sure about the marines. Yep. that's nice. My um, they're the silky shorts. Those shorty short, shorty. Short, yeah, shorts. the shorty shorts. That's Shorties. right. Short. My cousin did send me a picture of her husband <laughs> who is a marine, and he was in his little shorty <laughs> shorts. It doesn't look as bad though. What's navy? Somebody tell me navy. Somebody, somebody send oh, us yeah, a picture of the navy PT gear.
1: Yeah, I want to know yeah. what they are, what they wear, what colors. They did say
0: they did. did say they have they were multiple the colors to line. choose from. Yeah, well, do you have white ones and khaki ones and digital blue patterns or in case you fall in the ocean? (laughs) (laughs) Who thought of that one?
1: (laughs) I know. I'd love to see Air Force, if they change those, what
0: they they would decide on. For the PT gear? Well, they said they had changed it. I don't know. It looked like the pictures I saw looked nice, but they're like the changes won't come for another couple years. It's like, as long as they're not super yeah. loud like the other ones, like the sweatsuit, like the pants and the jacket, it's like, what is this, 1993? Like. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. What year are we yeah, in here, guys? Yeah, with the tapered Come pants on.
0: at the bottom and they're all like billowy. And <laughs> yeah, they're not great. They're not great. With the built-in underwear. Why do you need built-in yeah. underwear for that? <laughs> no.
1: I really hate shorts with built-in underwear. They don't do I anything. They cut do them nothing. Out. I, I cut them, them out.
0: Let it be known. I, I hate cut them. them out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like them either. Make them more like you have like compression shorts underneath it so I don't get <laughs> my thighs don't rub together and then I'll get rashes between my my thigh cuz they rub together and it gets sweaty. It's gross. TMI, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that was great. Thank you for sharing, Veronica.
0: Thank you for sharing your story. Your messed up story. Yeah. (laughs) Very. Yeah. Murder for Hire. Murder for Hire. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, Jen. Well, shall I send us off? You take us to that place, Veronica. I'm going to take you there. I want to thank our listeners for being so patient with us during this transition of mine. Um, and how we were only putting out an episode every two weeks. I'm not sure how it's going to continue from now on, but we thank you for your patience. And please don't forget to rate and subscribe. Just go on to Apple Podcasts right now and give us five stars. You don't have to tell us why. Just give us five stars. Just do it. If you're listening to it right now, give us five stars. Um, and if you have anything to share with us, any stories, military-related stories, Um, If you want us to look up something, um, just let us know. You can email us at dependenceblaney at gmail.com or uh, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And we thank you guys for your support. And we're here for you. Thank you for being there for us. Don't forget that wherever you go, there there you are. are. Goodbye. Bye.